Hi, everybody. I'm Joshua Danziger. And I'm Ethan Canfield. Today is Thursday, January 13th, 2022. And this is The Young Perspective, where we talk about America's biggest political and social dilemmas from the eyes of two high schoolers. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Young Perspective. So Ethan and I got our driver's licenses a couple months ago. And on my driver's license, or when I was applying for it, actually, I got to choose if I wanted to be an organ donor. And I actually put a lot of thought into it. Um, And and we did some research about organ donation in this country and, and the people in need of organs. And what really shocked me was how many people needed organs and how few organs there were. Yeah, it's crazy the amount of people that need them. There are about 106,000 uh, people each year who are just on the waiting list to, to get a new organ. Um, and a lot of them get transplants. About 39,000 were done last year. But that's still thousands of people who aren't getting them. And they're dying because of it. 17 people die each day because they're not getting the transplant that they need. For critical organs, especially kidneys, which are, you know, are like 85% of transplants, there's just not enough kidneys to, to, to fulfill demand. And because of that, so many people have to go through dialysis for so many months and they have to live miserable lives if they don't die because they, they just can't get the good parts they need. Right. I mean, they're just waiting there every single day, hoping that they'll get an organ. It's, it's really sad that um, we have a huge problem and there's, you know, the solution, but at the same time, we just don't have enough organs to fulfill this solution. So one of the solutions that's been talked about, especially recently, is a process called xenotransplantation. And basically what this means is taking an organ from a healthy animal and putting it into a human. And essentially, you need an animal that is very similar to human. You know, if you're going to be using an animal liver, you're going to want to use a similar animal. Baboons were tested a lot, um, especially in the last 20 years, because the monkey is very similar to the human, but that didn't end up working out very well. But one animal that does seem promising for xenotransplantation or the transplantation of animal parts to humans is the pig, um, and particularly pig hearts and pig, pig kidneys. Yeah, and that's what takes us to about a week ago. About a week ago, last Friday, 57-year-old David Bennett received a genetically modified pig heart, um, and this actually worked. Now, obviously, there could be potential problems down the road, but so far, about a week later, he's healthy, and the pig heart has been working. It's pumping blood, and uh, he's now received the heart that he needs. So the doctors say after a transplantation, the most risky part is the first 48 hours. And he was the first patient who, have, who has ever received a pig heart and not rejected the heart within the first 38 hours. The big issue with xenotransplantation and transplantation is gen- in general, even with human transplantation, is the patients who receive the new organs often reject the, the new organs. And that means their body will not use the organ. So if you have a heart, your body will not pump blood through the heart regularly. And uh, you'll have to be on a blood bypass machine. And... Uh, 
you know, your the organ doesn't work. You essentially have no organ and, and often people die uh, when the organs are rejected. So this is such a big deal because David Bennett didn't reject the heart from an animal. Right. The scientists, the doctors say that as soon as they finish the surgery, the heart started pumping right away, pumping that blood and working. So it's pretty miraculous that this worked. And this was all because this all became possible because of gene editing uh, with the idea of with the use of CRISPR Cas9 scientists were actually able to edit the genome of the pig and the pig heart to actually take rid uh, to get rid of certain to certain genes that would reject the human body or cause diseases or prevent uh, the transplantation from working. Uh, if you want to hear more about what CRISPR is and what gene editing is, we actually have a great episode on that called CRISPR-Cas9 uh, and the future of gene editing. Uh, but the idea is that we now have the ability to edit genomes of humans and animals to fulfill anything practically. And this is one amazing use that we can, uh, one amazing use of it. So a company that supplied the heart to the University of Maryland Hospital, which did the surgery, um, they said that the, the, the modifications they had done were going to stop the heart from growing. And, and that was super interesting to me, that if they hadn't edited these genes out, the heart would have continued growing within David Bennett's you know, chest cavity, and it would have expanded and expanded. And eventually, there wouldn't have been enough space. and It would have been very, can you, very painful. Can you imagine? That would be you, awful. If you, if you felt your heart expanding and crushing against the other organs. Oh, my gosh. So that, that was definitely a big risk. Um, and, and in the past, you know, 20 years ago, they weren't able to do this because the hearts available couldn't be edited um, and they couldn't take these terrible genes out. Right. And obviously this surgery was no easy feat. It had a lot of risk to it. But David Bennett uh, was not eligible for a human heart. He didn't make it off the list. And so he basically had the choice of going of dying from his heart disease or from choosing to get this pig heart and having the potential of living. And so he chose to ha- get the pig heart. And it looks like things are going pretty great right now. Ethan, would you take a pig heart? I mean, I think if it's still between, if I think my only options were that or dying, I think I would take the pig heart because, you know, it seems pretty inevitable with his disease, at least, that he would have died without it. You know, a big issue that many people have with, with xenotransplantation um, is, is, is a lot of Jews uh, they only eat certain foods. Um, and a pig is an unkosher food, which means is, you know, an, uh, food that they will not eat. And many religious Same Jews Muslims too. and Muslims too, who also only eat halal foods, pigs are not halal, nor are they kosher for Jews either. So many Jews, you know, Jews and Muslims won't eat these foods. Will they accept a, a transplantation from an animal that, th- that they wouldn't eat? That's a serious religious and moral question. Right. And beyond uh, the religious aspects of this, it just seems kind of crazy that humans can have animal organs in their body. The whole idea of xenotransplantation seems like something out of a science fiction movie from the future, but it's actually become reality now. And in the end, uh, it could actually be, whether crazy or not, the solution to curing someone's life or to saving someone's life especially because you can develop, you know, a fully grown pig much faster than you can develop a fully grown human. Right. Um, and, and, and we can modify pigs and maybe even other animals. It, it, we can modify their hearts and other organs. A hospital in New York a couple months ago tr- attempted a transplantation of a, a pig kidney into a, um, into a brain dead patient. 
uh, and the, the, the kidney was not rejected. So there is opportunity for other organs to, to, be, to be used. Uh, so maybe you can even have the kidney or the liver or, or a lot of those organs that, that humans often destroy. But also, this doesn't mean that this type of surgery is going to be used uh, frequently now in the future. This was, only proved, this was only approved by the FDA for emergency use just because they saw that David Bennett was going to die and that this was his last source. So they thought, well... In this scenario, it would be okay for them to use it, but this would not be something that's going to be used all that often. There's still lots of research being done, and they're really in the preliminary trials of you know using something, and it won't be maybe another decade or two decades before we see this being something that's used you know commonly. This is going to conclude this week's episode of The Young Perspective. You can find more of us at the underscore young underscore perspective, which is our Instagram handle. We have a website at theyoungperspective.net. We have an email, ejtheyoungperspective at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember, this was The Young Perspective.